Hello, welcome to 21st Century Bonsai's podcast. My name is Sammy Zhu, your host. If you are my generation or older generation, you might remember the old movie called Ten Commandments. It's an amazing movie. It's based off the book of Exodus. Exodus is a great story of God. The God mightily saved the people out of Egypt. And uh, when you see when you see the movie and or when you read from the book of Exodus, you might see the wonderful uh, power of God through ten plagues. God mightily delivered the people out of uh, Israelites out of Egypt. And uh, when you see it, it's like, wow, this is a great story. This is an inspiring movie. But it's just a movie, or it's just a you know thousand years ago, and it's not really happening in my life. So what is it for me? Um, it's a, just a good old story, or is it something that we can also experience, or even uh, not just now, but also in the future? So that's something I want us to talk about because as we go through the Book of Revelation, we see amazing work of God in many many different angles, especially in the future that we we're going to go through the uh, tribulation. It's a very difficult time. However, we don't have to worry about it because we will experience the new Exodus. Not the old Exodus, but the new Exodus. So, Exodus, the great work of God, the people of Israel experienced, is not just the old story, but it is the present and also it is the future. So, let's look at Revelation chapter 15, verses 2 through 5. So, let's read it together. And I saw something like a sea of glass mixed with fire, and those who had been victorious over the beast and his image and the number of his name standing on the sea of glass holding harps of God and they sang the song of Moses the bond servant of God and the song of the Lamb saying great and marvelous are your works O Lord God the Almighty righteous and true are your ways King of the nations who will not fear O Lord and glorify your name for you alone are holy for all the nations will come and worship before you, for your righteous acts have been revealed. After these things I looked, and the temple of the tabernacle of testimony in heaven was opened. Amen. There are three things I want to draw from this passage. The first one is victory. And the second one, second one is praise. And the third one is temple and this is the pattern of the new exodus because this is what we see in the book of exodus that they uh, start with the victory and then they continue with the praise and then they experience the temple the tabernacle of god so let's go back um, to today's passage and go through one by one so the first one is victory so so let's look at verse two again and i saw something like a sea of glass okay now, this sea of glass kind of reminds me of the, another sea in the book of Exodus, which, which is, what sea is that? It's the Red Sea, okay? Uh, sea of glass mixed with fire, and those who had been victorious, here we go, said victorious over the beast. Now, we learned about this beast in the chapter 13. There are two beasts, the false prophets and the Antichrist. And they were very powerful because they were given the power from dragon, which is Satan. However, these saints, those who had been victorious over the beast and his image and the number of his name, which is 666, standing 
on the sea of glass, standing on the sea of glass, holding harps of God, and they're singing. So that's the next uh, the point, which is the praise. But I want us to uh, touch on this victory, the victory part. So these people, the saints, uh, they were victorious because they were trusting the Lord, they're following the Lord, and Jesus Christ, He already won the victory. Because he conquered the death and he, uh, through his resurrection, so he defeated the power of sin and death. But when you look at the book of Exodus, now you see the great enemy. That enemy was king of, uh, king of Egypt, which was Pharaoh. Now if you remember the story, how, how the people of Israel ended up being in Egypt. It was actually starting in a good way because Joseph was a, uh, one of the uh, sons of Jacob, and then he was exiled in Egypt. Uh, he was sold by his own brothers, so that was not a really good you know, family story. However, God was with Joseph, and God made him prosper. So even though he was in the jail because of injustice he had to go through, however, God elevated Joseph through his mighty power, and then Joseph became the prime minister of Egypt. And, and uh, he invited Jacob, his father, and the bro uh, siblings, and all the family members. So the 70 of them came to Egypt to settle down. So, so far, so good. Now, a long time passed, like 400, almost 400 years passed. And then, now we have a new king, the Pharaoh, who did not know Joseph, who did not remember all these things. And then he, were, he became very hostile toward people of Israel because there are too many people from Israel. So he, was, he began to torment them through slavery, and the people of Israel were suffering because of this harsh king, Pharaoh. So they were crying out to the Lord. And God raised up his servant, which is Moses. And God sent Moses uh, back to Egypt. And then God began to use Moses in a mighty way. So God performed a ten, uh, 10 plagues. And then the last one was the most severe one because the death angel swept over uh, Egypt. And then they, he killed firstborn of Egyptians. But all the firstborns of Israel, they were spared because they put the blood of the lamb. And that portrays the true, uh, true blood, the true lamb, which is the blood of Christ Jesus. So through Jesus Christ, uh, the... Um, uh, our sins are forgiven, and then uh, the true, the uh, the second death, which is the, the uh, eternal punishment, will pass over. But that's what the people of Israel experienced. The death angel passed over, and then uh, the Pharaoh, his family, lost their first son. So finally, he gave in. He gave in, and that's the uh, uh, the story in the book of Exodus. However, right after that, you know, Pharaoh got stubborn again. And then when Israelites were coming out of Egypt and they were, they were about to cross, uh, they, were, they were right in front of the uh, Sea of uh, Red Sea. Uh, but uh, Pharaoh was chasing after the people of Israel with a mighty army. So the, uh, the Israelites were in a very, very difficult, critical situation because in front of them, there was a sea. Uh, behind them, there was a great army. However, God performed the greatest miracle that God used Moses to depart, to part the ocean. So people of Israel, they went through the ocean. But as soon as they finished crossing the ocean, God closed it up. So all Pharaoh's army were drowned. Uh, drowned in the Red Sea. They died. So God destroyed the army of Egypt.
Now, when you think about when you think about Egypt, what comes up into your mind? It's not just it's not just a pyramid, but Egypt was the power of the world at the time, and Pharaoh was the king, and Pharaoh called himself as God. He thought, and people worshipped him. So Pharaoh was kind of uh, not just a mighty person, but he's kind of representing the world power. But God defeated Pharaoh. That means God defeated the power of the world. It shows the ultimate victory that God is the winner and the people of Israelites were winners as well because they were people of God, following God. And God, um, God delivered them by His mighty hand. So that is the victory. But we see today in this chapter, chapter 15, we see the new exodus, the first pattern, which is the victory. Now, these two beasts were even more powerful than King Pharaoh and they, because they received directly the power from dragon. However, nothing can beat God. Pharaoh, even though he was a mighty king in front of other people, in front of other nations, but he was nothing in front of God. Likewise, the two beasts, or Satan, they may look so powerful to people, to the world. However, they're nothing in front of God. God defeated them. So uh, the people of God, the saints, were victorious because God was with them and God enabled them, enabled them to be victorious over uh, the beast and then all this, uh, the followers of the beast. So the first thing is this, victory, victory. And the second one, second one is praise. So let's look at today's passage again. So let's continue in verse 3. And they sang the song of Moses. Now, when the people of Israel uh, crossed the ocean, crossed the Red Sea, they did not move forward. They stopped a little bit and then they praised the Lord because God was wonderful, powerful, and they were singing about who God was and what God did. Okay, so that is really the content of the praise. It's not about us, but it's about God. So they were singing the praise, uh, the song of Moses. And the song, this, uh, which who was the bond servant of God and the song of the Lamb, who is the Lamb, Jesus Christ. Because Jesus is greater than Moses. Moses was just a human, but Jesus was a son of man, son of God. He is 100% God, 100% man. He was victorious. So they were singing the song of Lamb, saying, Great and marvelous are your works, O Lord God, the Almighty Righteous and true are your ways. God is always great. He is always powerful. There is no, no one time that God was not powerful. He is always powerful and He is always righteous. His ways are always true that we can always trust in Him. Unlike Satan and the beast, because beast and Satan, they, they may look powerful, but their ways are crooked. The ways are twi twisted. And Satan is the father of lie. Lie can look, can sound very good. So many people give in, even Adam and Eve, they gave in to the lie. However, their ways are always crooked. So we have to be careful. But God's ways are always true. Jesus says in John chapter 14, 6, I'm the way, truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through Him, except through Jesus Christ. So that He is always true. And then it says, King of the nations. He is not only the King of the Jews, but He is the King of the nations, everyone. So this new exodus, 
It's not only for Jewish people, but it is also for us. It is for the nations, right? They are, now, they're praising the Lord in this way above all nations. And then verse 4, Who will not fear, O Lord, and glorify your name? For you alone are holy. You alone are set apart. You alone are different from all the other things. So we see the exclusivity of God's glory. They are singing the song that God alone is glorious. God alone is true. God alone is the true God. For all the nations, so this is inclusive, that all the nations will come and worship for you. For your righteous acts have been revealed Okay, so this is really amazing, amazing psalm. Imagine that in heaven, all the heavenly hosts, not just the angels, but also the people, not only the Jewish people, but all nations who are gathering together to praise the Lord because God alone is glorious and great. So exclusivity of the glory of God, but inclusivity of the people who are worshiping the Lord. Now, when uh, the Exodus, in the second book of the Bible, we see only Jewish people, only people of Israel were praising God. But here we see the mixture of the heavenly chorus of not uh, all nations, all ethnicities are praising the Lord. They are the winners. They are victorious. But not just that. They were worshiping the Lord Jesus alone. Now, lastly, we see the third part, third element, element of this Exodus pattern, which is the temple. So let's look at today's passage again. Look at verse 5. It says, After these things, after this victory and praise, I looked and what does it say? The temple, temple of the tabernacle of testimony in heaven was opened. Amen. Now, what does this really mean? You know, the temple, the not the temple in the world, temple of the earth, temple of the earth, but temple in heaven was revealed and open. Now, if you look at the book of Exodus. Now, when they after they crossed the ocean, they praised God, and they moved forward, and they were in the wilderness for forty years. And because of their uh, stubborn heart, you know, they wanted to go back to Egypt, and there was a whole drama there. And God led them, but yet God still loved them, and God guided them. How do we know that? Because God was with them. How do we know that God, God's presence was there? Because God instructed them to build a tabernacle and God chose to live in that tabernacle because His desire was, with, was to be with His people. So the temple, tabernacle, is not just the building, but it is showing God's heart for His people, God's dwelling place. God was with them. That is really important message in the Bible because we see in the New Testament, Jesus Christ dwelled among us. He tabernacled uh, to live with us according to John chapter 1. And when Jesus died and rose again, He sent His Holy Spirit to dwell in us. 1 Corinthians 3, 16 and 17, we see, Do you not know that you are the temple of God, that the Holy Spirit dwells in you? So we see the overarching theme of this temple. But we also see this temple in today's passage, 
Revelation chapter 15, verse 5, we see right after this praise, right after this victory and praise, we see the temple. So that this temple imagery, temple theme, is not ended. It is being continued, and it is it will be forever. God is going to be with us forever. That is where heaven is. Heaven is the place where God is, that we are going to be with Him forever. But if you put them together, victory, praise, temple. That what, that's what happened in the Exodus time, that people of God, even though they were not perfect, they were sinning, but God was with them by His mercy, and He tabernacled with them. This is being repeated in this new Exodus. This is an Exodus pattern. After victory, they praised. After praise, there were in the uh, there were the uh, the temple of God in heaven. So this is the new Exodus I mentioned about. This is not only the Jewish history thousand years ago. Even now, Jewish people hold on to this history. They're so proud of what God did to their ancestors. However, it's not only their story. This is our story because this is for us. This new Exodus is for us. Most of us probably, if you're watching this YouTube, if you're living uh, outside of Israel or if you're not a Jewish people, you might think like Exodus is just far from me. You know, it's, it's just to totally different story. It's a, a Jewish people's story. No, it's not. This story is for you. This story is for me. That we will experience this new exodus. That we will be victorious against the beast, against the Satan. And then we will praise God forever. Not only that, we will live in His temple. So how should we live? Now, is it going to be just the future? Well, I don't think so. I think we can still experience this new exodus even now. Why? Because we can also experience the victory every day. Now, we're still living living in the sinful world, this fractured, fractured world. And then there are so many temptations around us. So it's, if we're not careful, we can easily give in, give in to those temptations. However, we don't have to give in because Jesus Christ is with us. Holy Spirit lives in us. In Jesus' name, we can always defeat those temptations. We can run away. We can escape the temptation. We can be victorious because Jesus already won. We are in this winning game already. All we need to do is to trust in Him and depend on Him and fight the good battle and defeat the enemy in the name of Christ Jesus. We don't have a power, but He has the power. And we are His children. So we must be confident and we must recognize the spiritual reality of a, a spiritual battle. But we don't have to be afraid of it. Even when all the other people are afraid, we don't have to because Jesus won the victory. We have to hold on to that truth so that we can experience this victory on a daily basis. And second, we can praise the Lord. We need to praise the Lord, not just on Sunday morning only, but we need to give glory to the Lord because He deserves glory. He deserves the praise. Praise for what? Praise about what, who God is and what He has done. Now, we take things for granted so easily. Now, when you, when you wake up and when you go to bed, you, know, you might feel like this is a Monday routine, but just the fact that you can go to your bed by walking you can breathe the fact that you can breathe that is a miracle but more importantly the very fact if you are saved 
If you believe in Christ Jesus, if you are washed, washed clean by the blood of Christ Jesus, if you have the eternal life in you, you should not, you must not take it for granted because that is only by the grace of God that God saved you. God rescued you from the eternal sin and death. That itself is a sure reason, definite reason to praise God every day, every moment. We need to praise God for who He is and what He has done. So let's not stop praising the Lord. Let's continue to praise Him all day long, all week. And then lastly, temple. Temple. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16 and 17, that was not the verse for the future believers or um, the, the believers during the tribulation. Apostle Paul was talking to the saints, the church members, believers at that time, and that applies to uh, that applies to us as well, that we're living this present time, but Holy Spirit lives in us. That means we are His temple. We are God's dwelling place. It's not a building, but it is the, the actually us that we became His temple. The church is the body of Christ. Church is not the building, but church is the body of Christ that we are community, community of God's people, that God is with us. So God lives in us, so we must be holy because God is holy and we must be holy. God's temple is holy, we must be holy so that we can live the life of temple. So brothers and sisters, we have all these three elements to experience the new exodus. Victory, praise, temple. Victory, praise, temple. So we can live this new exodus. We can live these glorious miracles that the people, people of Israel experienced thousands of years ago. So the exodus is not just the history, but exodus is the present, exodus is the future, and let's live this life of exodus continually and forever for His glory. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank You. We praise You for this wonderful truth about the Exodus. Father, we thank You that we're not just uh, remembering that story, but we are actually living it out. Father, please help us to live it out every day and continue to expect this new Exodus uh, in heaven as well so that we can live every day maximizing every effort to live according to Your will, for Your kingdom, for Your glory. We thank You, praise You. In Jesus' holy name I pray. Amen.